Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Hey, uh, on Wednesday night, who was here on Wednesday night? We had United. It's a, where we gather together, those who are able to gather together. And we uh, revealed the big reveal. And the big reveal was this. For the last couple of years, uh, we've been praying. Many of us have got these alarm bands on that God, we own 30 acres of land in Meriden Plains, uh, but that God would give us a strategic piece of land with acreage more than 15 acres visible from the highway and with easy access and we've been praying for that for a number of years Russell and Jeremy our Joshua and Caleb have been uh, looking for that piece of land we've prayed we've fasted we've driven around the coast at two o'clock in the morning praying that God would show us and we feel like God has shown us uh, some land so what happened in the last this literally this last week we have listed our rainforest drive um, property for sale and we're believing God to sell that and we have found and made begun to make an offer uh, on a piece of land at power road can we put this photo up of power road everybody say power road okay power road is essentially there's the university chancellor park this is where you come off the motorway to edamoga pub down here come around the motorway in towards malula bar there's dixon road on your left you take off dixon road you come right around into power road and it comes into these two blocks of land uh, the middle of it's recently been resumed by council to put a road through the middle, uh, which I'm pretty sure will be Power Road, not quite sure. And there will be two blocks. The one closest to the highway will be a medium density, well, it's zone medium density, which means they'll build townhouses there uh, for university access. There will be a connecting road. Power Road will go right through and over the top of the Sunshine Motorway, connecting Power Road through for university. Our, our plan is, uh, is to um, buy the whole lot uh, we made an offer for $8 million. That's essentially what it's been valued at by, by independent valuers. And then for to, to uh, do some development work with Ian Dimon of, as an architect and sell the front and then to build at the back our own facilities. And we talked about building 10 to $12 million facilities for cash by faith in Jesus' name. All right. So, uh, and if you drive past from the highway, this is what you see. I think we've got some of the llamas because it's, it's, at the moment it's a bit of a llama llama farm do you have the llama photos uh if not we'll just keep moving on but everybody say llama farm <clears throat> oh it's coming i can see i can see it because it's you know and if not we'll just keep moving on no, we're moving on all right so if you want to know about it all right okay pull them down because i've lost everybody it's all good there we go we're all waiting for the the great the great llama moment of appeal someone said this morning uh we, we when we believed for the green building we wore green scarves and green hats and green jumpers what are we going to believe for the llama farm so not quite sure working on that maybe an alpaca jumper or something not quite sure anyway uh so if you want to know more it's on youtube um you can you can google uh, c3 kiwana waters or you can youtube search c3 kiwana waters and you'll hear the whole story the scriptures the dreams the things god's been saying exactly what we're believing for and we're going to have uh we're going to have a seven day 24 7 prayer time okay so we've had, we've had two years where every day someone was fasting. Well, we're going to have seven days where it's, there's continuous prayer by someone in the church, okay? And it'll start on, I think it's the 7th of August, Monday at midnight. So it's like in two weeks' time at midnight, someone will be praying from 12 to 1. Who's keen to kick it off? 
How do I go? All right, I'm sure there'll be people. That's all good. We're not going to have an auction right now. Uh, and then we're going to go right through um, till Sunday night at 12 o'clock the following week. And you can take an hour during the week or an hour each day or whatever. There'll be multiple people praying on each day. But the reason is the Bible talks about how God will answer prayer when we cry out to Him day and night. And that's the scripture God gave me. So we're going to have seven days like they walked around the walls of Jericho. And then on the last day they let up a great shout and these massive walls came tumbling down so if massive walls can come tumbling down then people can people who right now don't want to sell to us and want more than double what we're prepared to offer and what it's valued at well surely God can move their hearts and if it doesn't happen in seven days here's the word we will be praying not like continuously but we'll be having seasons of prayer until it happens because that's how faith works you pray until something happens is that cool and in the process, what's going to happen is people all throughout churches are going to have all throughout church are going to have miracles, are going to have breakthroughs, are going to buy land, are going to see God move on your behalf as we as we press in together for what He can do on our behalf. If you're excited about that, just give me a hoy, give me a llama farmer. So I don't know. That was just, I'm not quite sure, but we'll work we'll work with that. Not no problem, Okay, give me a no problem. There we go. That's awesome. Hey, tonight I want to take this, this time we've got, the next 20 minutes or so, to continue what I started this morning. And really today I'm talking about a culture of honor. And I really want to talk about the, the idea of taking the high road of honor. Taking the high road of honor. See, often the, the expression of a high road is to do the right thing, although it will t require more energy. It might take more time than going the low road, but going the high road is the, is the way we get God's blessing on our life. God has put certain things in place that if we're going to live for Him and live His way, and they might be counterintuitive, they might be countercultural, they might be different to what all your friends are doing, but when we start to follow the ways that God has outlined in His Word, you will attract the blessing of heaven on your life, and you'll find your relationships, your friendships, your marriage, your future, your finances, your soul, your mind, your well-being will be blessed when we make the decision to live God's way, all right? And so honor is one of those things. Honor is not, it's not Aussie to, to honor people really well. You know, Australia's got so many awesome things about us. I love, I love being an Australian. We're courageous. We, we'll do things, we'll sacrifice for our mates, we will endure, we'll fight, we love being the underdog, we're, we're competitive. We, there's so many great things about being Australians. But one of the downsides about culture is we're not necessarily, it doesn't come naturally to us to honor or to or celebrate the success of people. Often we can be too either insecure or competitive and want to pull them back down to our level when someone is getting blessed or being successful. Can I tell you that's not the kingdom way? That's not God's way of operating. And so, so we, we learn this from the Bible. The Bible tells us about giving honor where honor is due. And we learned this morning that the Greek word of honor is timeo. Okay, everyone say timeo. Oh, you guys are Greek. This is good. All right. The Greek word for honor means weighty. It means weighty or valued. And it comes from the time where coins, shekels or coins in the New Testament, you, I would give you some coins and it wouldn't say 50 cents on it or a dollar or whatever. It, you would have to weigh the coin 
to work out its value. So the more gold or the more silver or whatever it was made of it had, the heavier it would be and therefore the more valuable it would be. And that word weigh or value is the word honor. Therefore, if I if I'm going to look at a person and give them honor, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a weight or an esteem to who they are as a person, okay? Now here's here's the thing. Uh, God has set us up to make sure that we understand that we are to honor God above all else, that he is to be exalted above all else. We know that the devil tried to exalt himself up to be on the same level as God, and that was called pride. That was the original sin, and he was kicked out of heaven for it. And so as a result, this problem in all of us is that we want to honor ourselves to be on God's level. But we were not created to be on God's level. We were created as created beings to worship and to honor God. And so blessing comes into our lives when we worship and we honor God, when we put value on who He is, when we worship who He is. And here's here's the awesome thing. God sets things up so that if we do it His way, it comes with a reward. It comes with a blessing. So, the, so there are, the Bible talks about a number of things. So for example, the Bible says to honor your parents. Honor your parents. And all the parents said. Okay, okay, not bad. Okay, well, uh, it says honor your parents. And then God says, and here's the reward. So that it may be well with you, or you might have success, and you may live long in the land. So God says, if you honor your parents, here's the reward. God says, if you honor God with your tithe, Glenn, brilliant story. I loved hearing your testimony. If you honor God with your finances, you you put value on God. He comes first in your life. Then there's a reward that goes with it. And the reward of the tither is that your vats will be full. The Proverbs 3 verse 9 says, you're like, well, I don't have any vats. Okay, well, just take it. It's, it's like back in the day when they had wine vats, their, their wine vats would be full and their barns would be full. So, so what that reads is your bank account will get full. God will bless you. If there's a reward for honoring God with your finances, there's a reward for honoring your parents as representatives of God's authority. There's a reward for husbands honoring your wife. Bible says if husbands don't honor your wife, then your prayers will be blocked. You're like, why is God not answering my prayers? I don't know. Maybe you're being a doofus at home. There's a word for somebody. I'm not quite sure. Sorry, fellas. Just to, you know, Bible bash you here tonight. All right, but here's the thing. There's a reward. There's a reward. So whenever you get, when you honor something, God gives you the irrelevant honor of it. God's not going to bless your finances if you're not a tither because there's a tither's reward that goes with honoring God. So if you're not doing that, you don't get that. You can't access that reward from God. So when Jesus came to Nazareth where he grew up and they knew him as Jesus, I was in grade three with you, Jesus. We went to school together. Mate, my little brother's got your hand-me-down clothes. I've got your old hammer. They all treated him as uh, they knew they knew him. And so they treated him at a particular level. They, they put a weight and a value on him as the local carpenter. So do you know what? They got the local carpenter's reward. Because they put the value on Jesus as the local bloke who's making it big in the big smoke. But he's still just the local bloke. They pulled him down. And the reward they got wasn't the reward of the Son of God. Because if they'd honored him to that, they would have got miracles. They would have had amazing things happen. They would have had water turning into wine. They would have all these amazing stuff. But they didn't honor him at the level that he was. The reward they got was the carpenter. 
They got the carpenter's reward. That's why the Bible says when God sends you a prophet, if you honor or receive the prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive the reward of a prophet. What's it saying? It's saying when prophets come from God, they create an atmosphere where you hear God, where dreams and visions come alive, where you receive prophecies, where things are stirred up. And so if God sends a person like he's sending Graham Fletcher to us next week who's a prophet, and you've got an expectation and you honor them like they're a prophet and you, you, you value them at that level, watch this, you get the prophet's reward. It's accessible to you. If you honor a leader, like they're a leader and representing God, you get the leader's reward. Dan and Ebony Frecker are the youth leaders. Young people, you've got a choice. You can try and be friends with Dan and Ebony and you'll get the reward of friendship, which is okay. But if you honor them as your leaders, if you honor them as, as the ones God's appointed for you, you'll get the reward of them as leaders in your life. And that's way more. And you still might get the bonus of them being friends, but that's not the goal. The goal is actually to honor them as representatives of God so that the reward that God wants to flow into your life will flow. So there's a reward. There's a reward in every component. And that's the way God set it up. And you go, well, okay, who should I honor? And I'm still recapping from this morning. But I, here's how God sets it up. We honor God. Okay, we honor God. We honor Him with worship. We honor Him, we honor him by believing His Word. One of the greatest things you can do to honor God is when He gives you a promise or a prophecy is to elevate that promise above your circumstances so that God will reward you with the promise. Whatever you honor, He'll reward you with that. So if you're like, oh, my circumstances are crap, nothing's changed, I don't know about that promise, then what the reward you'll get will according to be your confession. What are you honoring? But if, you, if God says, hey, I've got this promised land for you, church. I've got this place that's amazing for you. I'll drive out your enemies. If we honor what God said and don't go all the reasons why and be nay-nay nellies, but we honor God, the reward we will get will be for what we honor. It'll be the honoring of the Word of God. We'll get that reward. So we honor God by believing His Word. We honor God with our tithe. We honor God by coming to worship. We honor God by leaning in when someone's preaching the Word and we're honoring the Word of God. Is anyone leaning in right now? You're with me, right? Okay. So we're honoring, the, and as we do that, we honor God. We put value on Him. We give to Him. We, we, we make Him number one. So how, who does God want us to honor? He wants us to honor those around us because every person on the planet, we want to honor everybody. Everybody is made in the image of God. So when you're honoring that person at youth who you don't really like, who's annoying you, but you treat them with honor, you receive the reward of honor. When you're honoring your school teachers, because, and here's, okay, here's three, we honor God, we honor everybody, regardless of their state in life, regardless of their status. I pray that we would always be a church that honors people, rich and poor, honors people who are messed up, who seem to have it all together, honor people who dress well, people who don't dress well, people who smell good, people who don't smell good. It doesn't bother me. They're all made in the image of God, that we would always be a church that looks people in the eye, that celebrates them, that listens to them, that encourages them, that places a weight of honor and value value on their life we would always be that kind of church we honor everybody the bible says but not just everybody there's a, it seems to me that god places people in our life in a position of authority 
as a representative of him and he particularly outlines that he requires us to honor those who are in authority because they're in a direct line of authority to him so parents are god's authority on the earth to instruct us so god says honor your parents it's the fifth commandment with an incredible promise of reward he says honor those who are in government you might not like their policies but you we need to honor them we need to speak well of them. We need to pay our taxes. We need to do a range of different things that honor them because it's the, the reward comes not because they're honorable, but because we do the right thing. We need to honor teachers. I remember when I was at school, I had a particular teacher who really annoyed me, really annoyed me. And I remember my parents, I was in high school, I remember my parents just nailing me on the principle of honor. And we would have this teacher over to our home on Sunday night for cards and food. And I, look, honestly, it was the best thing for me because they developed that. It worked into me, not a principle of honor if they deserve it or if I'm going to get something out of it, but honor because God will, it's the right thing to do. They're representing God, but because God will reward me. Mm, I know it's getting quiet in here. Okay, I honor the principles. I honor my boss. The Bible says, and here's, here's what the Bible says. When you go to work, you honor your boss. You honor the people you work for because he says, work hard as unto the Lord. Why is it as unto the Lord? Because that boss in the line of authority from heaven is representing God to you. Good or bad boss, they're representing God to you. So the reward that you get is not whether they're good or bad. The reward you get is whether you can honor them. Are we able to honor them? And I want us just to have a look. We've got time. I want us to have a look at a, a story tonight that demonstrates this. Okay, we honor. Okay, uh, I just want to finish that because there's some important things in there that I don't want to forget. We honor, we honor, we honor. Teachers, government, representatives of government, police, speak well of, honor, obey. They represent the government. They represent God. Whether they've got a good attitude or not a good attitude, the principle of honor is not about them. The principle of honor is about me. Whether you honor someone or not is all about you're, whether you're an honorable person not about whether they deserve it it's a, the ability no one can take honor from you you can only give honor so it says everything about us okay we honor our boss oh and here we go that's what i wanted you to know that the bible says that your spiritual leaders are worthy of double honor well, i deserved a little more enthusiasm than that <laughs> Double, it actually says that double honor it says give your give those who are spiritual so if, if some are responsible for your well-being from a government point of view honor them but if someone's responsible to god for your spiritual well-being and has to give an account to god for your spiritual well-being they're worthy of double honor just saying okay not my idea it's in the bible all right so as we move along so let's understand this then let's understand well what if they don't deserve my honor what if they're a schmuck what if, what, if what if they are, you know, um, really unhealthy? What if they're terrible parents, abusive, all these different things? Okay, I, wanna, I want us to understand something. If someone's abusive in a relationship, then we need to make sure we get into a safe place. And that, and that means talking to people, getting wisdom about it, and making sure we get to a safe physical and emotional place, okay? That's, let's just be really clear about that. I, I wouldn't recommend people stay in a, an abusive situation, whatever it is, whether it's work, whether it's relationship, whether it's church, but get out of that, talk to godly people, and get into a right place, okay? But what I want to, so having said that, I want us to understand that we're all going to have uh, bosses, pastors, leaders, parents who aren't perfect 
Yeah, I know, right? Spouses, everything. And so God puts this principle of honor in about us keeping a good heart. And I want to look at a story of David, okay? Uh, we've got a little bit of time here. A little story about David. The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart who God honored to the point of making sure his son came from the line of David the line, the genealogy of David. And David was a worshiper. He was a warrior. He had a soft heart towards God. He was always responsive to God. But he, his leader was a guy called Saul. And we're gonna just, I'm going to pull up a few scriptures here just to help us to understand this. But David came and he became an armor bearer of Saul in 1 Samuel 16, 21. I'm not going to read all these. Just I want to go over the story. 1 Samuel 16, 21, if you're writing them down, you can read them later. He finds favor in Saul's sight and he becomes his trusted right-hand man carrying his armor into battle and protecting him. He becomes Saul the king's armor bearer. And Saul, and he would play the harp to him, he'd minister to him, he'd be refreshed, all right? And so the problem was David went out, he killed, he killed Goliath, he became a mighty warrior. And in the journey of becoming a mighty warrior, he, he actually became more famous than Saul. And Saul saw him and they would sing, Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his ten thousands. When Saul heard that, jealousy entered his already insecure heart and he looked at David and he made a decision, I'm going to kill this kid. He's a threat to me. He's a threat to my future. He's a threat to my son becoming killed. I'm going to, I'm going to kill him. And the Bible begins to show this journey of years where twice he tries to spear him in the middle of dinner. He wanted David kebab just for dinner, all right? Oh, come on, that was a joke. That's not too bad either. Okay, he, he, so, he's like, so he tries to kill him. He's freaked out. Uh, another time he sends him off to kill 200 Philistines just to try and get him killed in the process. Eventually, he gets 3,000 of his soldiers and he takes them to, and they hunt David down in the Judean wilderness uh, to destroy him. Everybody say, that's, no, don't say it, but everyone, you've got to think this with me. That's just not a good leader. If your leader's trying to stab you with a spear, if he's trying to kill your son because his, your son takes his side, if he's, if he's getting 3,000 troops and chasing you around in the desert and you've never done anything wrong except honor, be honorable, you've got to say, that's, this is not good. So you'd say, okay, bad leader. So surely David can do something and take this into his own hands. David gets into a moment, and there's two great moments in this story, and it, and it says this, this is because David has cultivating a heart of honor. What I want us to understand is the heart of honor attracts God's favor, and God rewards us. As much as anything else, it attracts God's favor and God rewards us, even if someone's trying to kill us in this situation. And this is what happened. Uh, there was one point, and let's just read this one. Um, okay, 1 Samuel 24, 1 to 6, verse 2, it says, Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men, went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. Sounds like a llama farm. So as he came to the sheepfolds by the road where there was a cave, and Saul went in to attend to his needs. Code, take a dump. Okay, just to be clear. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. And his men said to him, oh, have we got that or no? No, we don't have that. And I just lost it. There we go. And his men said to him, ah, I've lost my scripture. Did we have it up on the wall? 
Okay, thank you for helping me out. And his men said to him, this is the day of which the Lord said to you, behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand that you may do to him as it seems good to you. So David, this is his big, he could kill him. He's tried to kill him numerous times. Logic tells you God's on your side now. It's your big moment to throw him under the bus. And he goes and he cuts a corner of Saul's robe. Next verse. Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him. This is why God loved him so much, because he did something slightly dishonoring, and he was troubled in his heart. He was, he, he, his conscience was pricked. He's like, I shouldn't have even touched his garments. Remember, he's been trying to kill him for years. Thousands of men. I shouldn't, uh, because he had cut Saul's robe. Next verse. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this to my master, the Lord's anointed. Here's what he said God has positioned him and anointed him. So he put him in that place. It's not my spot to take him out, it's God's job. So it's not my job to, t- to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. He is the anointed of the Lord. It happens twice. And each time he goes back, he says, I can't touch him. He's God's point. And here's the thing. God had set David up to test his heart because he knew where he was going to take David in his future. But God could have wiped Saul out years earlier, saved all the pain. But he actually allowed him to go through the pain of someone who was disrespectful to him, wasn't a good leader, wasn't a good boss, because he was testing his heart. And God knew all along, if you respond well, if you honor him for the position of the king, not for the way that he behaves, but the position of the king, you'll get the reward of someone who honors the king. That's what God wants to do for you. That's what God wants to do for me. Later on, when when Saul died, David wrote this song. Because honors from the heart, he wrote, wrote a song and he said, Oh, Saul, you're amazing. Let everybody, let everybody celebrate your life. He wasn't just making this up. It was coming from his heart. And, and, he, and he makes this statement. This, here's a key to honor. He makes a statement in a song that he wrote that he got everybody to sing as he fasted for Saul, the death of Saul. The guy had been trying to kill him for years. You can tell honors in his heart. And he says, All the women of Israel have been clothed in purple. He's looking for some positives to focus in on about Saul's leadership. He's honoring him because the king, but here's how honor works. Honor doesn't pretend that the bad is good. Honor doesn't say something's bad is good. Honor forgives, gets it out of your heart. I've written letters to people who have hurt me when when they've been in positions of authority in my life because I want to get the poison out of my heart to forgive them. I haven't sent them. I've just done it to get it out of my heart. And then at the end of the letter, I look and I say, now what are the positives, God? Because these are the things I want to keep in my heart. And Saul says, uh, David says, Saul, everyone wore fine clothes when you were king. We were prosperous under your leadership. And he hones in on the good. This is the key to honor. Your parents mightn't be deserving of honor in terms of the merit of what they've done, but you still choose to honor them because they represent God and you find what it is that's good. And you process the bad and you get it out of your system, but you find what it is to good. That's how honor works. When you honor, then God will reward you. He will reward you. Can we close our eyes right now? Can I get the band to come on up here right now? Thank you as we come to a close. We honor because it's the right thing to do. 
God rewards it. Father, I'm praying right through this place right now. I, I just, I can feel lights going on here tonight. I can feel people going, oh, really? This is how I attract the favor of God? You be the person at work who refuses to get into gossiping about anybody because you're honoring everybody, but you refuse to undermine your boss. You refuse to undermine your teacher. You refuse to undermine your leader. You, you walk in honor towards everybody, but especially those God has put in a place of authority over your life. Father, I'm praying right now, right now, right now, right now. Help us. Oh, that we would be people of honor. Oh, that we would be people of honor right now. Holy Spirit, I'm asking just while you've got your eyes closed, if God's challenging you tonight, about being a person of honor. Why don't you just raise your hand and say, yep, God's speaking to me about this tonight. Just as you're speaking, God's talking to me about being a person of honor, being a person who speaks well, who's generous, who carries a right heart. Just, just raise your hand up. Many of us, I know, even in preparing this message, I feel there's, there's aspects of my life, I feel like, God, you're convicting me to make sure I'm aligned to this principle of honor. Just raise your hands if that's you. I want to pray for us. Father, tonight, help us to walk in honor, the honor that you deserve. Lord, I, I thank you that the rewards will flow into our lives as we keep our heart in a good space. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, I, one of the reasons.